Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Now, let's join Billy Epperhart. Hello and welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Epperhart. This podcast, as always, is meant to empower you with practical ways to make a kingdom impact. And I'm going to teach you what we love to talk about, which is making sense of making money for making a difference. And hopefully we can do that in about 15 minutes. You'll learn to combine faith and finances for a balanced and fruitful life. And if you want to get the notes to the podcast, you can go to wealthbuilders.org front slash shop. You can get your free download of notes. That's wealthbuilders.org front slash shop. Today, I've been talking about, I'm going to continue to talk about today, what I call devotional verse versus transactional money. And we've been using several scriptures out of the book of Joshua from last week's podcast. And I want to read the first one in Joshua chapter 7. And in verse 1, the Bible says, But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed things. And remember, one translation, that one we read last week, says regarding the devoted things. Another translation says regarding the dedicated things. For Achan, the son of Comri, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed things, so the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. So just as a quick recall, remember, the nation of Israel is going into the promised land. And uh, remember, we're talking about the difference between devotional money and transactional money. They're going into the promised land. The first city is the city of Jericho. And the name Jericho literally means sweet fragrance. And if you've ever been to Israel and seen the city of Jericho there as you go through the Jordan Valley, it's a beautiful, lush place, really in the middle of a desert. And, And it smells because of all the wonderful flowers and fruits that are there smells very good well the lord told joshua that that city in its entirety belongs to me and you're not to take any spoil for yourself but you're to take the gold and the silver the bronze and you're to put it into the treasury of the lord well we know the truth of what happened was you know the other thing that i didn't give you in the last week's podcast the lord told him that and then he said now if you give jericho to me all the other cities when you go in you get to keep all that, all the spoil that's in those cities. But this first city, that's where first things belong to God. This first city you give to me. And so, which was Jericho. And, and of course, because it was such a prosperous, blessed city, it had good things in it. Now, we know the story that Achan, that we just read, actually took some of the silver and gold and buried it under his tent. And when the nation tried to go up, of Israel tried to go up and take a small city called Ai, right after Jericho, they were soundly defeated. And, the, and Moses got frustrated because they got defeated. And he said, Lord, what's going on? Then the Lord revealed to him what to do. And he asked him to have him bring the different tribes out before him. And sure enough, when Achan came out, um, he admitted that he had 
partaken of the accursed or devoted things. And so because of that, right, the blessing of the Lord was not on them, and they weren't able to take Ai. And so it was when I first read that verse, I don't know how many years ago, that I began to see the difference between devoted money and transactional money. And let me tell you why I, I want to talk about that. Because what happens in many of Christians' mindset, they know scriptures like Luke 6.38, you know, given it shall be given unto you, or Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, that my God shall supply all your needs. Those scriptures are absolutely true. But what they miss, what many Christians miss is because of having the wrong mindset, is how that money comes to them. So let me talk about the two kinds of money. For most people listening today, you will give from what is considered devoted money. In other words, it's money that comes into your life that already belongs to God. An example of that would be the tithe, right? But then many Christians don't know better. They have what I call a wilderness man of mindset. They think that then the blessing of God is going to come back on them like, you know, I like to say like ripe cherries falling off a tree or for example, scripturally speaking, like manna falling out of heaven. But we'll see in just a minute that God had another way, another means for the blessing to come back to them. So here's what happens is we give devotionally, but God, when, it, when the blessing comes back, primarily it comes back transactionally. Now, the only difference between when we talk about the blessing of God is that if somebody is listening to this podcast, you're in full-time ministry, most of the time, then your finances will come back to you from devotional money. But the person out there that's working in a job or has their own business, the money comes back to them transactionally. And so one of the challenges is we need to learn how as believers, because we like to talk about making sense of making money for making a difference. We need to understand how the money comes back to our life. And many Christians are sitting and waiting for it to come back to them like manna falling out of heaven, I like to call it manna mindset or breaking a manna mindset over our life. And so the perfect illustration to help us understand today where that really applies to us, if you see what happened to the nation of Israel, and I read to you in the last podcast from Joshua chapter 5, I'm going to read again today from there. And it says, For the children of Israel walked forty years in the wilderness till all the people who were men of war who came out of Egypt were consumed because they did not obey the voice of the Lord, to whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which he had sworn to their fathers that he would give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Then Joshua circumcised their sons whom he had raised up in their place, for they were uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. So it was when they had finished circumcising all the people that they stayed in their places in the camp until they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, this day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So God had to bring them from Egypt, which was really more of a slavery mindset and because they were slaves in Egypt for many, many, many years. And then he had to bring them into the wilderness for a period of 40 years. As I said in the last podcast, it's only an 11-day journey to take straight across the desert to be able to go from Egypt to the promised land. But the truth is it took them 40 years because God had to get the Egypt mindset out of them and start getting the right mindset in them. But while they were in the wilderness, 
they were coming out of an Egyptian mindset because all the men of war died off, but they developed a wilderness mindset while they were there. And in that wilderness mindset, they relied on manna just coming out of heaven, and it's like a honey cracker. And many people today, I mean, if you think about this manna from heaven, that was supernatural provision that came. Many Christians today are looking for the manna. But the Bible tells us, as we've read this, we were reading in Joshua chapter 5, we read through verse 9, but the Bible tells us in verse 10 of that passage, now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal, remember that means to roll away, roll away the reproach, the shame, the mindset of Egypt, and they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho, and they ate of the produce of the land on the day after the Passover unleavened bread and parched grain on the very same day. And verse 12, and this is what I call the real punchline verse here. Verse 12 says, Then the manna stopped on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land, and the children no longer had manna, but they ate of the food of the land of Canaan. So the powerful part here is that on that day the manna ceased. It stopped. And many Christians today are still looking in different ways. I call that the difference between devotional and transactional money. That we give from our devotional money, meaning that which comes to our life transactionally, a portion of that, God said you start with 10%, a portion of that is always dedicated, devoted to God. It's set apart to God. But then the rest of the money is the money for us to use, to live, to eat. But then how that money comes to us, except for those of you that are listening, that maybe ministry is your full-time uh, vocation. If that's the truth, then the money that you give is devoted, and typically the money you receive is devoted, unless you have some other business or occupation in which you're involved in besides ministry. But the reason that I'm taking the time to deal with this on a podcast, and in several podcasts, is because most Christians don't realize that the money actually comes back to them in a transactional way. And why that matters is because how the money comes to us and what we do with that actually matters. So many, many people today that are Christians actually have a man of mindset. They don't have a transactional mindset. And if you look at the Jewish mindset, and of course, if, if you have my book on Money Mastery, I talk in great detail about the Jewish mindset, especially in chapter two of the book of Money Mastery. But the Jewish mindset, they understood that there are certain things that are devoted to God, but they all also understand the way money comes back to them is transactional in the sense that on that day, the manna ceased and they ate of the produce of the land. Now, one of the things the book of Proverbs kind of gives us some insight into, you know, when we actually look at that, it says this in, in Exodus chapter, excuse me, in Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 21, it says, an inheritance hastily gotten at the beginning, in the end, it will not be blessed. So it says an inheritance hastily gotten by greedy, unjust means, that's from the Amplified Classic Bible, in the end, it will not be blessed. In the English Standard Version, it says, an inheritance gained hastily in the beginning will not be blessed in the end. That's what happens to many uh, lottery winners. They win money, right? And so I always say this, 
if you win a million dollars, you best become a millionaire in your thinking so you get to keep the money. And this is what happens is that when money comes on people, you know, quickly or unexpectedly, they don't know how to handle it. The problem with many Christians today is they have the wilderness mindset, not promised land mindset. So there's an Egyptian mindset, in meaning scripturally speaking. There is a wilderness mindset, scripturally speaking. But then there's a, there's a mindset where a promised land mindset, where that promised land mindset understands there's something you do in order for the blessing of God to be on your life. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 21 says in the today's living bible it says quick wealth is not a blessing in the end in proverbs 13 verse 11 wealth from gambling quickly disappears but wealth from hard work grows and then one of my favorites is again proverbs 13 11 and it says wealth from get rich quick schemes quickly disappears but wealth from hard work grows and so I think that the challenge and what I want to get across to you here today is that when God blesses you transactionally, he blesses you in the land that he has brought to you. So it's in the land. In other words, it's not just coming as manna falling from heaven, but I move into that land, whatever that promised land is for my life. You know, David said it this way, in the book of Psalms chapter 16, and it's just a powerful verse. He says, O Lord, and this is Psalm 16 in verse 5. He says, O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. And then in the NIV, it says it this way, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. Or you make my land secure. The boundary lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. So watch this. The real blessing of God did not come on the nation of Israel until they got into their land. And if God has a land for the nation of Israel, then he has a land for you. And I want you to hear that. If God has a land for the nation of Israel, he has it. Watch this now. He has a land for you. The, the greatest blessing, that transactional blessing that comes in your life comes in the land that God has given you, whether that's investing in some sort, investing in real estate, investing in the market, other kinds of investments, or that's developing businesses where you prosper and you're blessed. In fact, just so you know, the promised land was called the land of Canaan, and God had a land for them. The word Canaan literally means merchant or trader. And so Canaan was the trade center for many nations. So God was saying to them, look, I'm bringing you out of a slave place and I'm bringing you through the wilderness to get all that out of you. And, but I'm going to provide manna because you have to have it. You can't survive without it. But then, and that's the way many Christians are today. They live from one financial miracle to the other. But God wants you to move off of, you know, of the manna and move over into the land that he has for you, whatever that is, and that land of Canaan literally means merchant or tradesman, but it means that God blesses you in the land, whatever that land, that vocation, that business, those investments, the combination of those things that God has said to you is your boundary, is your place. When David said, my boundaries have fallen to me in pleasant places, whatever that is, the Rotherham translation of Joshua chapter 5 says 
And the manna ceased on the morrow when they had eaten of the corn of the land, neither had the sons of Israel manna any more. So they did eat of the yield of the land of Canaan throughout that year. The Message Bible says, and then no more manna. The manna stopped. I like that. And as soon as they started eating food grown in the land, there was no more manna. See, they had to do something for the food. Now, this first food was already there. But as they stayed in the land and prospered, there was things that they had to do with that. And then the Bible says in that translation, there was no more manna for the people of Israel. That year they ate from the crops of Canaan. And then I, you know, one of the things that I just want to say is as we talk about this is that I want to challenge you with understanding that the real blessing of God and in my life that has come has come transactionally in the land or in the place that God has called me to express what he wants me to do. And so that has come from different things of investing. It has come today from the things that we do in the different programs that we offer with wealth builders and investing. I have several businesses, some nonprofits and several businesses. And so whatever God has called you to do in your purpose, whatever he's called you to do, he will bless you in that land. But usually you do something, you plant the crops, you work the fields, you do the things you're supposed to do. It doesn't just fall out of the sky like manna. And that's what I call the difference between devoted money and transactional money. Devoted money is when you get blessed devotedly, it's like manna falling from heaven. And God still does that. I'm saying he doesn't do that. But I'm saying God's best is on the transactional side where he blesses the work of your hands. He blesses what you apply yourself to. He brings great increase to that. And then a multiplication that begins to happen, either, you know, supernaturally well beyond what you have given or what you have sown. And so I call it the difference between devoted money and transactional money. Now, just to follow up with this here at the end of the podcast, remember you can subscribe, like, and follow Wealth Builders. And you can do that on any of the podcast platform. If you want to submit your questions, go to info at wealthbuilders.org. And then I just want to remind you that we do have a real estate workshop coming up, an in-person workshop. This is the first in-person workshop we've done now in a year and a half. And it's going to be October the 15th through the 17th, 2021. October the 15th through the 17th. You can register. You can go to wealthbuilders.org and register. Uh, And it's going to be live and in-person event in Lone Tree or Denver, Colorado. In Denver, Colorado, you can go on and see wealthbuilders.org at what hotel that we'll be having that in. But that's October the 15th through the 17th, 2021 in Denver, Colorado. So this is Billy Epperhart. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the podcast, and I'll see you right back here. Bye-bye. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exists to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. The Wealth Builders podcast is produced by Celine Williams with music by Audio Jungle and narration by Greg Hunter. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.